everyone, and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Tuesday, everyone. I hope that you are having a great day today, Um, especially if your day has just started. I hope that it was absolutely just starting off in the best way it can, that you feel great, you feel ready to take on the day. And if your day is in the middle or towards the end, I hope that it was an amazing day. And as I say every time, if it was not, I hope that you really took that five minutes of just reset time, time for you to find some peace, to be alone, to really regroup and come back to baseline to figure out what you need to do to be able to carry on with the rest of the day with at least, I would say at least a, just like a medium feeling of the day. I'm not saying that you have to, you know, go out of your way to make the rest of the day super duper positive and the best it could ever be. No, I just want you to feel at least neutral going through the rest of the day. I want you to be able to go through the rest of the day without feeling like you need to throw the whole day away as if the whole day is ruined. I just want you to, you know, continue to be grateful and humble and happy that you're alive and that you have the day that you have and that you are blessed with all the things in your life. Um, Also, I encourage you to take some time to problem solve to figure out how you can overcome the issues and troubles that you are encountering um, either that same day or the next day just so that you can continue on and carry on and live your best life. So again, happy Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, Just so you know, this week we are talking about codependency. Um, which is a topic that I absolutely adore. And today, Tuesday, we are going to talk about the struggles of people pleasers. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. Um, As I mentioned in yesterday's episode, people pleasers suffer greatly from being codependent because of the lack of boundaries, ignoring personal needs, and the obvious obsession and need for validation from others. And just some food for thought, many people pleasers start off as parent pleasers. And that is definitely where I got my start, where my father was very egotistical and narcissistic, and um, and I was also his only child, and I wasn't raised um, with my mother in the home, and so many other factors going on in my kind of like disturbed and, um, you know, chaotic childhood, but that is really where my people-pleasing began, um, and my perfectionist stage, which we'll talk about later in the week, um, because I just wanted to um, make my father happy because he was upset and angry over so many things and so many um, ways that life had taken advantage of him and then, you know, um, mistakes that he had made and all these things that he had gone through. Um, And so I wanted to go out of my way to make sure that he was happy. And I do believe there was a point in my life where he, um, and I can't remember exactly when it began, but there was, there's definitely points in my life where I distinctly remember him telling me, wow, you're so perfect, or you're so good, or you always do the right thing, or you're always the perfect child, and, you know, um, I catch myself sometimes saying those same things to my daughter, but I make sure that I underline that with, but it's okay to make mistakes, no one's perfect, you know, um, no one's really perfect, I just mean that we're so blessed to have you as our child, but my father actually meant it as I was perfect, and I always did the right thing, and didn't have to really deal with many problems, and I took that seriously to heart, and I wanted to make sure that I was continuing to upkeep that, because I also knew the ugly side of my father, where he was very emotionally and physically abusive, and so I didn't want to incur his wrath, um, so I tried my hardest to be a people pleaser, and so that is definitely where my story for that began and I imagine that many others will be able to say the same thing with um, people in their life that were narcissistic, egotistical people, people um, suffering from addictions, um, which I also have experience with with my mother. So 
it's just, it's, if you've ever wondered, like, why you have the people-pleaser tendencies, um, maybe take a look and see if it did stem all the way back to childhood. That could definitely be um, a possibility. Today, I'm going to break down some of the struggles people-pleasers go through and how to overcome those troubles. So, one of the first things you can do is take a breath before you commit to anything. You know, when you are asked to do something, really take a moment to think about whether you actually have the time and bandwidth to commit to the request. You know, you really want to take a moment. You don't have to jump on that opportunity. And don't even think of everything that you're asked to do as an opportunity. Just think, wow, should I do this? Do I actually have the time to do this? Do I actually, is this actually good for my mental health and my and my my wellness in general, you know? Will I have the time? Will I be able to balance everything else in my life? Is is this going to create struggle for me and strife and conflict with the relationship with the person that's asking me to do it? Like, it's important to really take a moment to realize what you're committing to. Don't just automatically say yes because in their eyes you believe that they'll like you more or appreciate you more or value you higher because you said yes and you said yes right away because you have some sort of ideal that by saying yes right away it means even more when that's not necessarily true I honestly feel like the people that take the time to really um, decide to do things and I'm not saying like you have to take days or anything but even if you're like okay I'll just get back to you within 30 minutes or an hour like even taking that much time to really think it through I feel like you are demonstrating that you respect yourself and that you're really evaluating whether you're the best person to do that for them and you're not going to waste their time and create more conflict and struggle for them by getting involved in it and not being able to complete it or do the best of what they need. So that's what I mean by really taking time to think about it and evaluating whether you can do that um, healthfully or not. Uh, This also includes evaluating all the times you said yes in the past when you really should have said no and use those reflections to make better choices in the future. So um, I don't think you necessarily have to do this in the moment when someone's asking you, but it's definitely a good exercise for self-awareness and emotional intelligence for you to take some time to reflect on all the times that you said yes and there is some regret there for you. Um, and maybe, or maybe there's not regret there for you because you pride yourself in saying yes to everyone, but there was um, voiced regret in the other person that asked you to be involved or commit to that thing um, because you weren't able to um, actually, you know, you know, live up to the standard that you were trying to present to them or you just you weren't able to live up to the hype that you had made for them that you could do this or commit to this thing or say yes to it um, or it really broke you down and it just was not worth your time. So it's, I, I honestly feel like reflections and this is different than like dwelling on the past. If you just take the time to actually critically reflect on like, okay, what happened here? Why did I do this? How can I prevent myself from making the same um, mistake in the future? And then move on from it. You're not dwelling on it every single day. You're not worrying about it. It's not continuing to circle in your mind. You're just taking time to reflect on it and then learn from it and then move on. You know what I mean? So I encourage you to do that as well because that'll really help you to evaluate any sort of patterns that are happening in your life in that regard and then you can break that pattern even easier once you're actually aware of it. Um, In addition to that, ask if it is fair to you or anyone else in your life if it is fair to commit to that thing. So um, that just goes back to me saying like 
are you sure you commit? Is it actually fair for you to do that? Because it might get in the way of other things that you are obligated to do in your life. Is it fair for you to risk the relationship with the person that's asking you to be involved by committing to something that you may not be able to fully fulfill? Um, and that's really important because it means that you're actually um, evaluating um whether or not those relationships are important to you and whether you respect the boundaries of those relationships or have any boundaries at all whatsoever. Um, and it's really important to find, just like ask yourself, like, is it fair to me? Is it fair to them? You know, will I be able to follow through? Is this whole thing worth it in the end? Like really take some time to think about that and don't just jump on the yes. Um, work on creating boundaries, specifically limit your availability for others so you don't overcommit and get in over your head. Adding on to that, if you really want to commit to something that might be overwhelming, come to terms with the fact that you will have to ask for help and actually do that. So back to um, limiting your availability to others so you don't overcommit. Um, this is definitely in part two, creating boundaries. And if you would like some more information about creating boundaries, I really encourage you to listen to all the episodes from last week where I really broke down boundaries and it really goes into depth about um, you know, signs of which kind of boundaries are they hard, soft, or healthy that you may be exhibiting and then how to create boundaries and how to feel okay with people not being okay with your boundaries, things like that. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to all those episodes if you would like a really in-depth explanation of that. But limiting your availability to others so that you aren't just so free and clear to do everything um, and then you won't overcommit to things. It's a really healthy balance for you in your life and I encourage you to really take some time to think about that. So if you really don't want to like learn about or establish any other boundaries in your life, just limiting your time in general and telling yourself you can only go this far for things that are outside of obligations like work or taking care of your family or wanting to have um, healthy uh, friendships and relationships with those in your life um, and any other obligations that you may have in your life, definitely put a time limit on anything outside of those obligations so that you don't overextend yourself and it just becomes terrible for your mental wellness and your overall physical health and um, something that's harder to come back from. So I just encourage you to establish those limits in your life. That'll just help you greatly, even if you don't do anything else. Um, and, you know, in addition to that, um, if you do want to get involved in those things, but you really are thinking, wow, well, what if I can't do it? Or what if I feel like I might become overwhelmed, then I encourage you to go into it knowing that you may have to ask for help. Maybe even preemptively ask for help, you know, be like, hey, I'm getting involved in this thing. You know, I might need help with it later. Do you think you'd be able to help me at some point? And, you know, find that point person for you to go back to so that if you do come to the point where you do need help with that thing, they are there, they are readily available. There is no shock because you already asked them in advance and they are ready to go. And also, get over the stigma, you know, or the shame of asking for help because there is no shame in asking for help for anything, you know, whether it's just for tasks, whether it's with your mental health, mental health, your physical health, for anything. Just be okay with asking for help. You know, this should not be something about your pride, you know, it should be about taking care of you and doing what's best for you. And if people are willing to help, then you should let them. <laughs> One of the biggest things people pleasers will need to do is accept any possible negative reactions or backlash from those that may be upset when you say no to them. You know, learning to tolerate people being upset at you, which will happen no matter what. There's always going to be people out there that just will not accept who you are, will not accept your boundaries or what you're all about. 
um, will make you stronger in the end and allow you to stay true to who you are and your values. So it's, it's going to happen. And, you know, I have trouble with this too. I have trouble accepting people's negative reactions in any sort of backlash. Even today I experienced that and it's really hard to take. It's really hard to, um, let that kind of like bounce off of you a little bit and not overreact. And I have such trouble overreacting to things, especially when people come at me or I interpret it as something that just like cuts so deeply. And sometimes, you know, I might take that a little over dramatically. I can definitely, I can definitely accept that and agree to that, but it can still be difficult, especially if you're not used to it, or even if you are used to it, it can still cut deep. But I feel like the more and more that you work on um, being able to take those things in, not all the way in, but you'll just create a thicker skin where it's, it's more able as time goes on to bounce off of you. You know, some things might cut deeper than others, of course, especially if they know where to hurt you, but you just need to be able to more and more be able to accept those negative reactions and backlash because there's always going to be people in the world that don't like you. This is one of the worst, worst, worst things in the entire world uh, for me when I was in school growing up in grade school because I sought out being a people pleaser, especially at school because, you know, in my house it was so... It was so hard. It was just hard for me to be there. And so I did every extracurricular, almost every extracurricular activity you could do growing up. And, um, and then I just wanted to, um, make everyone like me. You know, I was that person, that neutral Switzerland person that was friends with everyone and try not to get involved in any drama or anything. And, um, but, um, it hurt me because, you know, I was always, I wasn't really sharing my real values. You know, I was, um, just jumping around and avoiding conflict at, um, at any, at any cause. Um, so I would just encourage you to really work on that because learning to tolerate that, it'll just make you such a stronger person, you know, and avoiding conflict will not make the situation better, but eventually worse and possibly cause you to compromise your values, which is not what you want to do. And I know that is definitely a hallmark of people pleasers and those that struggle with codependency in general. Um, but it's definitely something that we all need to work on if you do struggle from that because compromising your values, it's just, then people know that they can take advantage of you um, then they will be able to manipulate you so easily. Honestly, one of the biggest things about people pleasers is that you can see them miles away because you can just tell by the way that they act with people and how um, the desire, you can see the desire and hunger in them. I know that sounds weird, but you can see the desire and hunger in them to just want to please and like and love everyone around them and um, not upset anyone. So I would just be careful with that and realize that it's better to have people dislike you or be mad at you uh, than to not know who you are and what you stand for and what's going on with you and be able to actually um, have values and feelings and things that you um, you stand up for. You know, that's just the way you have to, that's, that's the best way I can say it. <laughs> um, lastly, I want to hit on the fact that trying so hard to please everyone in your life will only lead you towards resentment and damaged relationships. Um, I actually read some research that even called people that um, are people pleasers as selfish, even though you would think that people pleasers, since they're going out of their way to serve people as much as they can, they feel like they're being selfless. But honestly, um, in this article, it was talking about how they are actually selfish because um, they are not taking any regard or respect for the relationships and the boundaries that they should be placing in their life. And they are, you know, allowing the possibility of those relationships to become damaged and resentment to build in because once you realize all this effort that you're putting out to please people and no one is giving you that effort back, which also 
rounds back into having expectations for other people when that is one of the most unfair things you can do for other people is have expectations for them because you should not have be expecting things from people especially if they don't understand or know that those expectations exist for them um, but yeah it was really hint it was really hitting on that people pleasers are selfish because they're not taking all of those things into account and all they care about is people liking them um, at any cost and I kind of agree with that um, and if you really value your relationships I would say work to preserve those by creating and abiding by boundaries boundaries are one of the most important things that will help you to better your relationships and um, help you to recover from being a people pleaser, a perfectionist, um, and being so, so wound up with codependency, honestly. Um, I just, I do encourage you to go back, listen to last week's episodes. Um, even if you did, I, I would say that they're like really critical and important to listen to for anyone struggling with any of these things. I think they'll be helpful. Um, and if you don't want to listen to my episodes, I encourage you to find um, some books to read, some other podcasts to listen to, some blogs to read. Um, it's just really important that you everyone works on having their own personal boundaries so that you won't fall into the struggles of becoming a people pleaser and, um, and compromising your values, your thoughts, your ideas, and who you are and your identity in, in total. Absolutely, you can compromise your identity by working so hard to please other people that you don't even know who you are once you actually take a step back and evaluate what's happening. So that is all for today. Happy Tuesday to you all. Thanks so much again for joining me on the podcast. I know that these are long episodes this week, um, but I hope that you really enjoy them and that you actually learn something and it's helpful. And if you know someone else that would actually enjoy these, I really encourage you to share it with them as well. Um, I enjoy so much recording these episodes for you guys, just all of them, every one that I've done. And there's definitely been one, maybe two weeks in there that's a little bit more lighthearted and I think more of those are coming too, but I like to balance it and actually, you know, because I'm learning too through the research that I'm doing. Um, it's like all of this information that I'm giving to you, I don't necessarily just know it all off the top of my head. I'm also doing research too and I really enjoy learning and becoming a better person along with you. So thanks again for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, my name is Sabrina. I encourage you to check the description box below for any notes for the show. Also, where to find me on Instagram or if you would like to send me an email for any questions, comments, or concerns, or prayer requests. So, have a good one. I hope to see you for tomorrow's episode, but until then, I will talk to you next time. Bye.